You're tuned into the Self-Love Podcast by Love Madden with Madden Nichette Jones and Tennille Daniels. Consider this show a guide on your personal self-love journey, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Join us weekly for a dose of good healing girl talk at the intersection of spirituality and science. Make yourself comfortable and pull up a seat. There's always room at our table. Welcome in. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. What's up? What's up? What's up? Not too much. How are we like almost at the end of April? I know, but not almost at the end of this season. There are quite a few episodes to go. I was like, wow, the podcast is tiptoeing into the summer this year because we usually start like February 1st. And I think we started um, a little bit later than usual. So, But not like official summer, maybe unofficial summer. Unofficial summer, right? Memorial Day for <laughs> that, me mentally. That's, that's your start. Oh my gosh! I was looking at uh, Ellie's school schedule. Mm. This mom was in school till J- June twenty second. Oh my goodness! I, this is outrageous. I mean, it's great for I us. I mean, for yeah, for you. Yeah, we only have to worry about ten weeks of programming, but that is late. I mean, I know, mm. I know. So, what are you loving or leaving? All right, so I have a love it this week. Okay. Um, a friend introduced me to Chick-fil-A ice recently. What? Yes. Like. Like the bagged ice. The bagged ice. Oh, yeah. And so, right. Let me, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's clarify. Sorry. Yes, I've gone to Chick-fil-A and yes, I've had their ice. But mm-hmm. the um, ability to go buy a bag of Chick-fil-A of ice. little mini nuggets. Of the mini nuggets. Yeah, they're really good. Be able to have it at your parties. Crunch on. Yeah, whatever floats your boat. So I picked up a bag, and it was a hit at my Easter dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, my family was like, oh, this ice doesn't melt as fast. And they loved it, child. It's I mean, I, I, thought it, I thought it had a little bit of um, pop to it as well. And it's cheap. Like, it was only $1.69 a bag. And that's as, cheaper than as in the store. As it should be. As I mean, it should true. be. Because the stores be hitting heads a little bit. They do. So Chick-fil-A knows where it's at. They're like, oh, y'all like this ice? Say less. Say less. Oh, y'all like this sauce? Come buy it in your grocer's <laughs> <True>. aisle. <laughs> and I just went through the drive-thru, told them I wanted, that's all I got, a bag of ice. And it it's brought it to my car. control for me. Oh, no, no I mean, nuggets, no nothing. You're not pressed for Chick-fil-A. I mean, I like Chick-fil-A. I definitely got a snack. That day I was not that. I, I didn't want anything. However, I have been craving their strawberry milkshake with uh, a little bit of Hershey chocolate, like swirl in there. Let me tell y'all so. something. This is why I've never had ice. I have not had ice dream from Chick-fil-A in ice so long. Ice dream? Yeah. That? It's, that's what they call their ice cream. Oh. Because who knows what it is. So I used to drink it all the time. And one time I was drinking it and I like coughed a little bit, you know, while I was just drinking it like normal, like just had a little like and a little splatter of it got on my um, steering wheel. Wait, when I tell you I could not get it up, like I could not clean it, wipe it, remove it. Wait, what? Yeah, it was like the little splatters were on my steering wheel. I had to like scratch it off. And I said, I don't know what is in the ice cream. Then I was like, wow, well, that's, I didn't know ice cream did that. So it made me look at it and I noticed it had ice dream with a D. <laughs> and I said, you know what? Never again. That was about eight, nine years what? ago. Mm-hmm. You won't catch me drinking them milkshakes or whatever. They don't even call them milkshakes, do they? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you got to take a closer look before you get that strawberry oh Hershey joint. Yeah. 
was. I thought that that was so strange. All right, well, <laughs> I'll rethink the strawberry milkshake. I mean, I have probably have only had two or three milkshakes from Chick Fil A, like since they've been open. But yeah, it was that part of our. Crazy. It was part of our love story. Like when they first had the the peach, like one of our early like times mm. hanging out, we had like shared a peach milkshake, and it was like super cute. And I was like really into them for a while, <laughs> and then with two straws. Yeah. Wow, I wouldn't have not have taken Lewis to be a two straw, one milkshake kind of guy. It was cute. <laughs> it was giving rom com. <laughs> and they came out with a little banana pudding one. Right. We was into it for a while, and then I, I coughed that day and had this splatter, and I have never looked back. Wow, ice cream. This is this is breaking news. Yeah, that for should me. be my leave it actually, but. <laughs> Right, I just tiptoed <laughs> you into, right on in. into some content. Yes, um, go ahead. I have a love it as well. Uh-huh. I want to give a shout out to the Breathless Cancun Soul Resort yes. where I celebrated my 40th birthday several weeks bow, back bow, at bow, this bow. point. It was phenomenal. It was. It's brand new. It's only a year old. They also have another Breathless in Cancun, the Riviera Maya, which I haven't visited, but... I always have a great experience with like breathless secrets, mm-hmm. dreams, that whole um, family, AMR family. Yes. And they were, um, there was a acquisition. So they were bought by Hyatt. Yeah. And I mean, the food was top tier. Um, it was really great. Yeah. So. I don't have, I don't have any complaints outside of the- them playing a soldier boy. I had had enough by the third time. <laughs> Well, right. Okay, that would be a complaint. Every time I heard that beat drop. They had a set rotation of black, like, hip-hop songs that I could have done without. But, you know, you got to make your fun. And we did an excellent job of doing that. We walked into the club. They were like, welcome. (laughs) Soldier Boy up in the... Oh, (laughs) Superman now. Thank and you. every single time we, we danced to it. We so, danced to I mean, it. We hey, dug it. We gave exactly. them all the stereotypical <laughs> African-American moves that they were looking for. Oh, that is funny. We had a ball. I was going to say the leave it was like when we got roped into those presentations for that four to six hours. I know. But I did go ahead. We did buy the vacation club. So they'll be seeing more of and us. And I did upgrade. So yes, 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 yes. And I just learned today mm-hmm. for our stays, we can call back and get our put our uh, ask them to transfer our points or something like that oh. to our to our Hyatt account. So that's just the more you know. Exactly. And I didn't know that until I had my little welcome call on the way to recording oh, today. Oh, I love that. I have a welcome call scheduled for Monday. <laughs> uh, look at that. Look at that. So if you see us on vacation, you'll know why. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my love it. And I think with that, it's time to set the, the table. table. All right, friends, we are nearing the end of the alphabet. We are on the letter T and the word of the week is testimony. If you are new here, you can go on the website, um, check out the podcast or the blog post to um, read about and listen to our weekly, weekly word series, A through Z. And it um, talks about self-love and practices that we can take on with one word of the week that we can focus on. And this week we are focusing on testimony. So I'm going to share with you what I had to say about it on the blog, and then we're going to dive in. There is power in sharing our testimony. 
The power to encourage others, the power to glorify God, and beyond that, the power to heal ourselves. Sharing our testimony frees us. It helps us to make the shift in mindset from denial to acceptance, victim to overcomer, and from siloed to supported. We were created for connection. Still, social norms, especially in communities of color, teach us that traumatic and adverse experiences should not be shared with others, no matter the outcome. These cultural norms create psychological and emotional barriers that prevent us from being able to connect with others. What's more, they build up feelings of shame and isolation, further pushing us into secrecy and seclusion. The power of our testimony, however, frees us from the bondage of shame through vulnerability and truth. We are commanded in Matthew 22, verses 36 through 40, to first love God and honor him with all we have. And then similarly, we are called to love and honor others as we do ourselves. When you share your testimony as an act of love, it creates a trifecta of glory, grace, and goodness for God, ourselves, and for others. Our story glorifies God. Our lives are not our own, and our testimonies allow God to work through us. Our stories of overcoming and redemption illustrate just how great God is. When we share what he has brought us through, others can see that God is bigger than even seemingly impossible situations and insurmountable odds. It allows us to become a living witness to what hope in God's faithfulness can produce. Our story heals us. Sharing our testimony provides a release for the person who is sharing. When we share our truth with others and they respond with compassion or empathy, it alleviates those feelings of shame and self-doubt. Sharing our testimony gives purpose to our pain. Finding meaning in life's challenges heals, frees, and restores us. And finally, our story helps others. Sharing our stories can be the catalyst for healing in someone else's life as well. The emotional identification that happens when you hear someone else tell a similar story helps us to connect in deep and meaningful ways. We begin to see that we are whole and worthy of belonging. It gives us hope that we too can heal, share, and encourage others through our suffering, creating a ripple effect of goodness and grace. Love, Madden. And with that, it's time to... Dig in. Yummy. All right. When I think of the word or hear the word testimony, it takes me back to my. You don't know my story. Well, that, that, that too. Oh. But that's not where I was going. <laughs> okay, let I, was me, going let a little, I was going a little bit further back. <laughs> okay. My days at Macedonia Baptist Church that were before <laughs> service. Uh, you know, service would start at 11 o'clock. But from 1030 to 11, they would have. The, the testimony, testimony service yes. or t- yeah, time, whatever it was. And the, there was this, always this lady who would get up no matter what Sunday it was. She always had a testimony. Every week? Every Was it week. a different testimony? It was quite similar, but <laughs> God was, was, was still blessing her, okay? It's a gentleman to this day. She, at- she was breathing. That was the testimony. <laughs> and my husband's family church who will tell his testimony. And baby, it is the same story. And he will tell you how God has brought him a mighty long Locked way. In. Yeah, I love that though. Okay. So, Maddie, what does testimony mean to you in plain terms and, and kind of consider where we are in um, 
society today? What does testimony mean and look like for you? Yeah, I wanted to word the question that day, that that way today, because the word testimony conjures up exactly Mm -hmm. what you're talking about. Um, You know, my my husband's church is a Baptist church. My parents, I grew up at Ethiopian Orthodox Church, exact Mm -hmm. same thing. There's time for testimonies at the end of the service rather Mm -hmm. at the beginning. And, you know, it's it's when you think of testimony, you think of people witnessing. That's what we hear about. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wanted to talk about how regardless of your religious background, Mm -hmm. upbringing, whether you attend church, not whatever. We can all share our testimony. Yeah. I mean, literally, it's just the public sharing, mm-hmm. right, of our story and our lived experiences. Yes. Um, if you look at the blog for this particular post, the mm-hmm. imagery that I have there is of a, a woman recording a podcast. Mm-hmm. Because I honestly feel that that through our podcast here and through your podcast, Tanil, mm-hmm. that we are sharing our testimony. We are publicly witnessing to our experiences. And it's yeah. not... It's not always packaged up neat and at the end where we're glorifying God and looking back. In a lot of ways, we can be a living testimony. We can be a living witness by sharing what we're experiencing, whether it be in a large format Mm -hmm. like a podcast or social media or in small circles. I think just kind of taking it beyond yourself or just, you know, one other person. I think that's really what testifying Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you? What would you what would you say? No, I, I totally agree. I um, truly believe that this podcast, my podcast, just me speaking to other women about my own story mm-hmm. um, is me living my testimony. Um, you know, God and the old people say this. There's not what is the word, the little slogan? There's no test without a te- testimony without a, a test. test. Mm-hmm. And so I, as I get older, I like all in on that, right? Like we have been tested and tried. um, And I think it's important. I don't know if our parents always did this for us, but like the more we share, the more we help someone else not have to go through a similar experience, right? And it's not like that they won't, they won't experience the thing, but the way that like we handled it and the Mm -hmm. lessons we learned can help them navigate that experience a little bit differently. For sure. And so I think it's just, to me, it's critical that we share our testimonies. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many women, as I've shared my story about Mm -hmm. recurrent um, miscarriage and pregnancy loss, who have said that hearing my story regardless of how I navigated it, just made them feel less alone. Yes. Because they literally felt like Mm -hmm. they knew no one who had been through this. When the truth is one in in four, right? There's always somebody that's an arm's reach away who's experienced it. Yeah. But because we don't share, and that's why I talked about some of our cultural norms and the negative impacts, we have these additional feelings of isolation, mm-hmm. which conjure up shame and guilt and yeah. other things. And I, what one thing I, I always say, one thing I love about Gen Z, another thing I love about Gen Z <laughs> is that I think that they they do feel the freedom. Yes. To, and, you know, maybe it's the millennial parents or the Gen X parents who are bringing them up. They mm-hmm. do feel the freedom to share their experiences yeah. more freely, whether that be you know, their sexual orientation Mm -hmm. or the mental health that they might be battling Mm -hmm. and different things that they're experiencing. I think they do have a little bit more freedom to share, um, which I think will will also be freeing and healing to them. Yeah. And it's really about we've talked about this several times, creating the space for people to feel comfortable Mm -hmm. sharing. Mm -hmm. Right. So we take um, take some responsibility as like the 
listener or the hearer of the story to to create and and further um, nurture that Mm -hmm. safe space Mm -hmm. so that people feel comfortable to share. Because I, I do think the atmosphere is shifting a bit. The environment is shifting where people can feel a little bit more comfortable sharing their stories with others. Yeah, and I think the other side of that, too, is we do have, you know, some people who are in the overshare category. True. When you peek on over to Facebook... I don't know if you spend any time there. I don't spend much time there anymore. When I peek on over there, I mean, it's literally giving. Dear diary. Journal. Yeah. Journal entry. <laughs> it is bad news. And I don't know how my algorithm can. Sw- I mean, I get all mm. funeral announcements oh, or man. always on Facebook. I never see. I rarely see that kind of stuff on Instagram or in the yeah. other spaces. But and maybe because it skews older and maybe that's how the old folks are getting things out to yeah, one that's another. True. I can see that. I mean, it's just a praise reports too, but this person's in the hospital with the picture of the IV and I'm just like, wow, this is a, it's overwhelming. Or just going on there and sharing, like, I just had a fight with my boyfriend, maybe not in those but, like yeah, exact all of literal that. terms. All but. of that. It'd be family drama yeah. and all sorts of nonsense unfolding on Facebook. So I do think, you know, testify. There is but a time like, there are place. <laughs> Freedom with fences. Let's create yeah, some boundaries around, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, what else we got? All right, so uh, question two. What role has sharing your testimony played in your journey to healing? Is there a personal lesson or story that you can share as it relates to sharing your own story publicly, which you kind of just touched on? Yeah, so I think that was more the impact of others and what I learned from the hearer. But mm. for myself personally, I had always, um, as soon as I started down this journey, because it was several years that I mm-hmm. had experienced this and continue to experience this, um, had always planned that once I had my rainbow baby, Mm -hmm. I would go stand up there in church and share my story, Mm -hmm. which I did when Mm -hmm. she was dedicated. I went up there, you know, knees shaking. Mm -hmm. It's much easier with on a, behind a a screen or a a microphone, Mm -hmm. but I went up there like the saints do. And I, I did share my testimony because I promised God that I would. Mm -hmm. Um, but what was imparted on me during that, um, earlier part of that season, what I was hearing from God in sort of my, my, my low, time Mm -hmm. was it doesn't have to be finished for you to share it Mm. and I that's not you know what I wanted to hear or what I planned to do um and you guys know I tend towards perfectionism Mm -hmm. I like Mm -hmm. things to be not a rough draft when I share it (laughs) (laughs) right um so that was scary for me like I don't have a ton of anxiety or around like public speaking Mm -hmm. or social interaction but I did have anxiety around sharing something that was so to speak incomplete Incomplete. but I felt a very strong urging to do so and so Mm. with my husband's blessing I shared our story in 2017 Mm -hmm. um publicly on um um uh, infant mortality Mortality. and pregnancy loss awareness day which is like Mm mid-october um and i just felt prompted and i it's crazy because i experienced a loss like on the 15th and i think Mm -hmm. the day was on the 17th or the 16th and i was like i want to share what i've been through and what we've been through and he was like go for it Mm -hmm. you know and um that was the beginning of me even feeling the freedom to share my testimony um but that to me was healing because i felt instantly felt less shame yeah for sure. Um, and I just like right away felt like supported, mm. like people wrapping their arms around mm-hmm. me or saying me too. Mm-hmm. And if I had waited, I would have gone through the experience the ice, without yeah. the support. Right. Yeah. What about you? No, I um, 
Totally agree. I feel like sharing my testimony has definitely removed um, some of the shame and guilt and like woe is me mm-hmm. out of um, you know things that I've gone through. Whether that has been actually from the I think. Maybe a couple of days after I first learned that I was going to have to freeze my eggs because I had diminished ovarian uh, reserve. Mm-hmm. I felt God saying, and this was like, you know, years ago. So it was there was no, I don't know, maybe Instagram was on. I don't know. But I went and picked up a book called like how to write a blog post or something. Because at that point, it was mm-hmm. blogging was the thing to do. Right. Um, and, you know, I. I always felt God nudging me and saying, like, this is the thing that I am using in your life to um, not only work on and through you, but to share those things with other people so that they can benefit from it as well. Yeah. And so I feel like even though, like you just said, even though my testimony is not complete, Mm -hmm. there have been milestones along the journey Mm -hmm. where I have been able to testify to how good God is um, and and what he's done and how he's shown up. Uh, And I think you can get stuck in wanting the testimony to end with fireworks Mm -hmm. and celebration and, you know, all the good things. Like I've been through the test, I've been through the valley, whatever, and I'm coming out on top. But sometimes the reality is the testimony does not always end with a pretty bow or how you or, what you or, perceive yeah, or, it to exactly. per, a pretty bow to be right because god's Cause what, pretty bow what, might what be we totally know is <laughs> if you're with god the end is always going to be good that's true that right is like very we know true. that that's what we have to look forward yes. to as believers that's but very true what we what we define or what we um envision, envision or latch yes. on to sometimes yes. we hold on to a vision that we have for us and can't release yeah. that for god's vision yeah. it might not look like that yeah, and, and that's part of the testimony itself. And that's it. And that's it. And so I will say one of the things that I have um, appreciated about my journey and, you know, when I started the podcast was several years after I had gone through the egg freezing process mm-hmm. and all of those things is there is a time and a place, right? So I think that um, my ability to effectively share my story was because I had taken the time to process to better understand maybe you know Mm -hmm. why some of the things happened the way they did Mm -hmm. and really get in touch with how I felt how you feel yeah Yeah. about those things before I share so I don't want people to think that like you have to share immediately Mm -mm. that could be you sharing four years from now Mm -hmm. two months from now Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like for you um, but just make sure you're at a point where you can share your story at a place where it's not going to do any additional detriment to, to you. yourself, yeah. even though you want to influence and impact others. I totally agree. I yeah. think there are so many people who feel drawn to help heal others while they're still in an unhealed space. Yeah. You know, I, we see it all the time. All the time. And that's why, you know, with my podcast, I had been living so comfortably in the space where I was, you know, everything had happened in the past, right? right? So it was like, oh, yeah, I've already experienced that. I've healed from that for the most part. I'm comfortable sharing. And now it is a little bit harder, which is why the podcast has not come out, Mm -hmm. to really talk about those things in the midst of. And I think I would be doing the audience a disservice in some way 
to share while things are just so like raw and open. So you, you really have to be in tune with yourself to understand at what point is the best time to share that message. Agree. Yeah. We had our first loss in 2015. Mm -hmm. I didn't become successfully pregnant until the end of 2018, but you know, till the Mm -hmm. baby's born Mm -hmm. for me is like, till she's here, we're not there, which was 2019. But in 2017, earlier, so I shared my testimony, like I said, in mm-hmm. October, but earlier in the year, six months prior to that, I experienced a potentially life-threatening mm-hmm. ectopic pregnancy. I had to go into emergency surgery, all the things they talk about with black women. I called a doctor. They denied my pain. They told me it was gas. I called back. They asked my pain level out of 10. I said it was a 9. They redefined, are you sure one ten is the highest? Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get how Let one to ten 11 works. So that you, <laughs> so know, that you yeah, know. Like um still didn't have me admitted. I had to go the next day. My my um doctor who had been seeing me, who mm-hmm. was a male actually, and the other women, the people I had dealt with prior were, were females, mm-hmm. black females at that, white male, said he saw that I had called several mm-hmm. times and was concerned and had me come in immediately and schedule me for an immediate um you know, life-saving mm-hmm. procedure. Mm-hmm. And so I realized in that moment that you're thinking the end of your testimony is this bundle of joy in your arms. Sis, your testimony is that you're still you're here. Still here. Exactly. And that was part of why six months later, I was like, you don't have to wait for the baby to get here. Right. The fact that you're still standing could encourage another woman to call that doctor's office right. back Advocate. and say exactly. something is not right with yeah. me. You know, and that is very important. And actually, at the time of this recording, it is Black Maternal Health Week right Mm -hmm. now. We're Mm -hmm. we're um, at the tail end of that. Mm -hmm. And we know that Mm -hmm. the rates of black maternal mortality are, um, you know, I think like three or four times higher than white women in this country. So that's another thing for us to just, you know, I'm going to put this public health soapbox. I don't spend five minutes on this, but it's important for us to know. And us talking about this today could save somebody's life. You know your body better than anyone. And mamas, you know your kids better than anyone. If something doesn't seem right, speak up. Mm -hmm. And don't stop speaking up until you get some resolution that you feel comfortable with because that's it I mean I think that's where I have the problem it's like okay people in healthcare and you all know that both Maddie and I are Mm -hmm. in public health Mm -hmm. I am in healthcare have stepped a little bit away from public health but it's like it is not costing you as a a, a provider provider a clinician a nurse whatever Mm -hmm. it's not costing you any money to to check on these things if a woman has a concern just check on it that's it you're gonna get paid regardless either way either way yeah you're going to get honestly (laughs) you're going to get paid more money because she's going to come in and you're going to do these things and i'm not a a proponent of over utilizing (laughs) insurance insurance or resources (laughs) or anything like that but if it could save your life that's it that's what it's that's what the money is not is not not an issue yeah she told me the doctor said you know a lot of first-time moms want to come in for early scan but there's really not much you can see at nine weeks and i said i actually am the opposite i don't want to see an early scan i don't want to see a heartbeat because that's been heartbreaking to me but i am telling you that i'm in excruciating pain we have a good friend who is an obgyn Mm -hmm. who after her third at her third pregnancy, went through like a hemorrhage, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, what what do we have to go through? to? When I went into labor, I had to yeah. tell my husband like, hey, I love my kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, but between if it's between me and her... <laughs> Save me. Baby. But you have to have those real I had to have that conversation. I mean, you, you know mom wasn't letting it happen. Yeah. She going home with her baby. Right, right, she right, said, right. you don't have to worry. 
<laughs> Say less. Yeah. She was on watch night. Yes. Okay. But I had to have those conversations. No. And so our friend that I was just talking about said yeah. that she had to have that conversation with her husband. Yeah. And he actually had to apply that. Yeah. That's wild. It can happen to anyone. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it doesn't hold any, uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it can, like you say, it doesn't matter the education, background, the economic status. That's it. It can happen it to can anyone. Happen to any and so us. back to our point, that's why sharing your testimony yeah. can move someone into action, not just to say, oh, glorifying God and look at what he's done for right. me, but look at what, you know, he can do for you. Here are some steps that you can take to make sure that you are protected, covered, yeah. healthy, healed, whole, whatever, whatever your situation is. And this getting back to that whole thing around like status and who am I it's like you know it doesn't matter whether you are at the the top of the educational uh tier or the bottom Mm -hmm. or at the top of the economic ladder or at the bottom Mm -hmm. there is something that can benefit anybody yeah Throughout up and down spectrum, that exactly right so don't feel like who am i to share this because i've only done x y and z it has nothing to do with that and as long as you have uh, a voice as long yeah. as you have breath in your body there you have value and you have something yeah. to share and contribute that can be a blessing you know to others and and to yourself yeah. and to yourself yeah and, and just quickly going back to that mm-hmm. question it's like I honestly think more healing has happened for me mm. by sharing my story. Yes, indeed. Right? So, again, it's not just for the other people. It is for you as well, which Maddie uh, referenced in the passage. And one more thing, too. I think when we talk about how we share our story, some people are not comfortable with public speaking. Mm-hmm. Some people are comfortable writing. Mm-hmm. Some people are comfortable doing it through music mm-hmm. or artistic expression yeah. or whatever it is. You might, you know, you might be at a poetry slam. Yeah. It might be through some other form of expression. Use what you have right. to be a blessing to others. Like yeah. I am in this space of creating gift boxes, right? Mm-hmm. It seems pretty benign but I had an opportunity very recently to create big gift boxes for a custom event mm-hmm. for a community event that was built around maternal health yeah. right and so I was able to merge my creative and yeah. artistic and entrepreneurial pursuits with the story that God's given me so yeah. even though I might not be in the public health space in a traditional sense use whatever God gives, gives you, you. Yeah. to be a blessing whether you are a preschool teacher a retiree yeah. Whatever you have, whatever opportunity or influence you have, you do not have to have X amount of followers on social media. You don't even have to know how to use the Internet to share your story. So, no, that's really good. Yeah. All right. So do you have any I mean, that that was kind of advice. Mm -hmm. But do you have any other advice or key takeaways for someone who struggles with the idea of sharing their personal testimony? Pray about it. Pray about it first sometimes and praying about it just means that we're spending some quiet time Mm -hmm. acknowledging our experience, processing our experience and and waiting for sort of a spiritual nudging Mm -hmm. to say now is the time to do it. There is such a thing I think as rushing too soon Mm -hmm. to Tennille's point. And then also if you drag your feet and you procrastinate, you could be, you know, blocking Mm -hmm. a blessing in some way as well. So I think it's important to just quiet. Go back to that episode. Cue. Um, you know, go inward, go upward and see when that, that time is right for you to share. Yeah. And I, that was actually going to be my, um, piece of advice is just be obedient Mm -hmm. to God's nudging. Um, I think that that was really important for me 
although I didn't take the, I guess, the sharing of the story to as big of a platform as, like, the podcast, Mm -hmm. even when I was going through the process of freezing my eggs, there were points where I would share little snippets on Instagram Mm -hmm. um, and things like that. So I, I do think that there is power in being obedient to God's nudging and then there's levels to that obedience as well once you do one take one step he'll give you another the next step, the next step. Yeah. and your assignment might just be to impact one person it, yeah it might be a cousin or somebody in mm-hmm. your family who's coming behind you who might experience this in 10 years mm-hmm. and by you sharing your story with her or your sister yeah. or your friend or whoever you might be able to impact and change a the trajectory of her experience and how she experiences because of what she's learned from you. So don't worry about the platform. Yeah. You know, be obedient. Obedient might just be, I just feel like I need to talk to this person about it. I just, or I feel like it's like when they, when you, when somebody crosses your mind Mm -hmm. and they're like, somebody cross your mind, go ahead and check on them. Sometimes we do feel a a urge or a nudging or openness or a safeness to share with one other person. And that in and of itself can be, exactly what you're supposed to be doing in terms of sharing your testimony. Right. And I also want to say, be obedient as the hearer of the story. Mm-hmm. Right. So just as God gave me a nudge to share, mm-hmm. God may also be giving the hearer of the story um, a nudge to act or to mm. reflect mm. or to do something as a result of hearing the story versus just taking it in and maybe processing it. There may That's be really some good that is required of you right so I want the hearer to know that it's important to be obedient as well that's really good and our next episode is on the letter U is going to be on understanding Mm -hmm. and we talk in there we're going to talk in there about mindful listening and you know how to um, be sympathetic and empathetic and understand and listen without judgment and all of those things are necessary listening well in order to even hear or know listening as the person who be sharing their testimony and then listening like you said as the hearer to even know whether or not there's something you're supposed to do with that Mm -hmm. yeah that's great all right um our last question is if there is one way that you can apply the practice of sharing your testimony in the very near future in your own life what would that be I you know I think I'm in that space I think I'm 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 already doing doing it with regularity so I don't know that there's anything that I feel prompted to do differently or additionally um, I think it's just continuing and being consistent. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, I've hearkened back to this several times during this season, but being intentional about spending the quiet time so I can even know when I'm getting a green light. Mm-hmm. If I'm not spending the quiet time, I'm not even, you know, I'm too distracted to, d- to even hear what I'm supposed to be doing next. Yeah. But I, I think I'm in a space right now as far as testimony and storytelling where I'm really leaning into it. Yeah, that's good. I think for me, um, I am in a season where it's like the quiet time where the story is developing. I've done a lot of, you know, sharing of my story. Mm -hmm. Some of y'all will say I come on here and overshare (laughs) as we talk about whether or not there was a poll. This is a quick aside. The poll about the underwear. Oh, how'd it come out? It was like 50-50. So there was way more people than I expected. Than you expected. It was it was a fit like I think it was like 
that had gone out and bought into wow. like 43. Wow. But it's not yeah. everyone like you expected. There is well, a delegation. Now, of- come on. I didn't, when I said every, I didn't mean literally everybody. You walk but- it back now. <laughs> it's 50 50. There's Tennille's out here and there's Maddie's out here. There we are, all, we can I find mean, your yes. tribe. Find your tribe. Yeah. Um, so oversharing. Yeah, that was <laughs> right back to that. Yeah, exactly. So I think that there is um, for me, I'm in a, a place where it's time for me to, to be quiet and to mm-hmm. hear what God wants me to do next with my story. I think it's also important, which is something that I did on my birthday post this year, is that it's OK to acknowledge that every, um, you know, year of life or where, whatever season or chapter you're in in your life is not always rosy. It's okay mm-hmm. to acknowledge that and to mm-hmm. share that because I do think with the social media, sometimes we want everything to look so like up and mm-hmm. like, you know, look at me, I did this and it was, you know, it was perfect or it was this big accomplishment or celebratory moment. It doesn't have to be that all the time. It doesn't. Right? And it's, and it, it, let me not even say it doesn't have to be that. It won't it be won't that. It won't be that. That's yeah, just the nature. Like, it's the nature of life. Yeah. So I think it's really important for us to just be mindful that it's as good as it is to share the highs. Mm-hmm. It is also as beneficial to share the lows. Yeah. And I mean, you, you, that's totally up to you. Yeah. What you share, when you share it, all those things are at your discretion. And I feel like there are so many times where we feel like our lives are for public consumption. Yeah. And it's not. not. Everybody's not a content creator. (laughs) Actually, a lot of y'all who think you are could probably stand to. Give a little less in that department. Well, that is true. It's giving every step you take. I'm with you. (laughs) Every little step I take. (laughs) No, that that is true. Uh, Some people I enjoy because they do it in a way that I think is digestible. Other people, yeah, it's like I don't need to know you started your morning with a smoothie and then I have every little step in between every when you step. put your head And in. I know, I mean, you could just give us the all the ingredients. I don't need to see the berry. Next, the banana, uh, spinach. Here's a tip, guys. If you have extra spinach, freeze it. <laughs> Got it. You know, <laughs> all of it's not helpful. There is a such thing as doing too much. There is. But we are not trying to judge on this podcast. So you you be your own judge. (laughs) Like we said, there's someone for everyone. True. There are there's a audience. Have a tribe of people who wanna know, you know, the smoothie steps. Yeah, I don't want to know the smoothie steps. I don't necessarily want to know everything that you did in the day until you put your head on a lavender spray pillow. (laughs) Okay, like what you packed in your bag for your for every single item, nook and cranny. Maybe one day out of like one, and then save it in the highlight reels. But here's how to make a smoothie. (laughs) Boom! I can refer back face routine. But people do these like twenty four seven. Baby, we're in here with you every day in the bathroom, (laughs) everywhere in the shower. So yeah, be be. Uh, I'm not gonna discerning. say discerning. Yeah, discerning about how and and, and what you're sharing, and leave a little know? something to the imagination. Let yeah. us miss. Let us miss you a little bit. <laughs> like I wonder, miss what, me. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder what old Stephanie's doing. I haven't that, heard from her. You know her what? In a that while. is my mama what, be saying that. Leave a leave a little, little something, something. For mystery. Yeah, where's Chef Derek? I haven't seen no recipes in a minute. <laughs> let us miss you. Take a break. Take a break. <laughs> Where's my favorite beauty blogger, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, we ready to close? We are. Let's go. Take us to church, Marcus. 
right, here we go. As you all know, every week we have a passage, a prayer, and a practice. So I will start with our passage. It comes out of comes to us out of the um, Book of Psalms. Chapter 66, verse 16, it says, come and hear all you who believe in God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. Here's the prayer. That's what how the lady started the testimony at your church. Did she? <laughs> That's what it was. She did. It was the same vibes, uh, right? It was the same vibe. She did start with a scripture. Yeah, it may may or may yeah. not have been the one. There were several to choose from for yeah, this Yeah, that one. one is good, though. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, all right. So here's our prayer. God, thank you so much for the opportunity to share and grow from my life experiences. Thank you for the purpose in my pain, Lord. Thank you for making it feel worthwhile. Thank you, Lord, um, for being a redeemer and for giving meaning to trauma and adversity. Help me to have the courage to share your goodness through my testimony. Help me to heal and to encourage others to do the same through my living witness. Help me to be careful to glorify you for what you have done for me and allow me to extend grace for others to do the same. Before in Jesus. You, oh, go ahead. No, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. What you got? I thought you had something to add to the prayer. I did it. I was I like, the spirit the is moving. I jumped the gun, and God was probably like, girl, you need to sit on back. But um, I was reminded that the lady, when she would get up to do her testimony, she would have a scripture, mm-hmm. but she would start out with a hymn, like a song. Can you give us a couple? Do you have a? Well, I don't know. I, what came to mind was like, <laughs> I don't even, I feel like Take I'm going to sound time. horrible. Take your time. It's like, I'm going to tell you how good God's been. Or something. I don't even know what it was. But it was something like. a little tambourine. Yes. And then she would just keep going for like probably a minute. And then she would go into her scripture. I love it. But yeah, those Baptist hymnals, they always had a good word in them. Always. You know what? I saw a quote the other day. And I don't want to mess it up. But I'm going to try it. You know, I like to have my stuff Mm pre-written. But it said that. About to mess it up, <laughs> just like I messed up that song. And honestly, while you think about that, yeah, let me that, give me a second. That part when I when I just sung that song, that's not the song that that lady sung. But that was from Kings of Comedy when Steve Harvey was <laughs> was talking about the church lady. <laughs> so that just popped up. <laughs> that was one of my favorite movies, even though it's a comedy set. I love Kings of Comedy. It's a classic. <laughs> Right, I can't find it. I was going to say, I love the quote so much that I had shared it, but I can't find it. But I'm going to find it and I'm going to share it with you guys because it was um, it was a really good one. Okay, let me just make sure that I'm going to come back, come back, come back to my practice Practice? for the week. Yes. Yeah, I don't see it. I know I'm going to mess it up if I try to say it. All right. My practice is this. (laughs) This week, I will consider what part of my life story might give God glory. Mm. I will commit to sharing that story with someone else as a means to glorify God, heal myself, and help others. Wow. And I'm just going to change one word in that because Mm -hmm. it says, this week, I will consider what part of my life might, will. Will. Yeah. Because all of it, the mess and the, you know, mountaintops, well, all of it is for God's ultimate glory. I love it. All right. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast with Madden Chate Jones and Tennille Daniels. Like what you've heard? Show us some love and follow or subscribe. Then leave a five-star rating and review. For more resources, including show notes and to keep the conversation going, head over to lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. That's L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N.